Welcome to episode 257 of Grid Talk. Today we're here to discuss the recently revealed car liveries for the 2023 Formula One season. My name is Ruby Price and joining me today we have Grid Talk co-hosts George Housen. Afternoon. Good afternoon. And also Grid Talk co-host as well as Monkey Seat podcast host Tom Horrocks. Hi, great to be back on. Great to have you back, Tom. But first, if you enjoy this podcast, we'd love it if you could take five to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're one of the 72% of people who aren't yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, please consider helping us out with a like and a subscribe. So last time round, we talked about the liveries of Haas, Alfa Romeo, Red Bull and Williams. And today we're looking at the Alfa Tauri, Ferrari, McLaren, Aston Martin, Mercedes and Alpine liveries. At the time of recording, this is before pre-season testing has taken place, meaning any comments on performance is pretty much speculative, but we did obviously have a previous season to go off. Um, But it will really see how good the entries are once the lights go out in Bahrain in just under two weeks, just under two weeks time, I think. Um, So George, let's start off with the AlphaTauri team who unveiled the AT04 livery at a glitzy event in New York. And well, there were at least a few more noticeable changes than their sister team, most notably the splashes of red from the new partners, Orlan, who moved away from Alfa Romeo for 2023. What do you think of the car? Uh, unfortunately, I'm not as big of a fan of it this year as I was in previous years. I, I do like, um, I did like the the very dark blue and and the white or the silver they used to have purely on the whole of the car. That's now restricted to, well, I mean, just the main body of the car really. All the aero, all the aerofoils and stuff, and the wheels they have a splash of red, which okay, it's a different color, you know. I, I you know, it's a bit different because of that. But like you said, it's purely for sponsorship reasons, and unfortunately, it just looks like it's been kind of shoehorned in, really, rather than blended in with delivery, like we've seen with some sponsors. I mean, I'll reference Williams again with their Duracell on um, Duracell image on the um, on the air intake at the top of the car. I think that's brilliant. This, you know, that shows how it should be done. This shows how it shouldn't be done it's it's dare i say it's a bit garish and it's a bit it's a bit ironic with them being a fashion brand as well and i don't think they have a particularly good looking car um but you know like like with prefaced as well you know these are just um you know these are just uh, our opinions on the livery what matters for alpha tower is them having a good car because they had an awful season last year they'll be hoping that de Vries and sonoda can get more points uh regular points finishes than what they than what they did last year um so, but yeah, purely from a looks point of view, I'm not a big fan. And I think I'm right in saying as well, I mean, um, the reveal, I think the reveal video was like a minute. I'm sure I saw a reaction online to that and it was like super quick. It was like, is that it? Is it really? That, that, that's the whole thing? You're a fashion brand. You you got Red Bull back in. You got all this money and you just do like a 60 second video. It's a bit disappointing, um, to be honest with you. So, but what's going to matter for them is how they perform out on track, of course. Yeah, considering how long and drawn out some of these car reveal, well, livery reveal really have been, you know, including their sister team, Red Bull, um, you know, like a one minute, just here's the car. Let's hope that let's hope they, they last longer than that in uh, actual on track timings and stuff. But Tom, moving on to Ferrari, who's SF23, arguably had the most energy like for the reveal and actually featured the cars on track. It's red, it's got black highlights, definitely looks like a Ferrari, but there has been some talk regarding the front wing design featuring slot gap separators that resemble the Mercedes um, car from Cota last season. What did you make of the Ferrari? 
Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right there with the uh, with the design on the front wings. It was the the design that Mercedes opted not to run for fear of protest. So uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see what what they make of that and if the other teams do protest it. Because let's be honest, they, they would they would protest anything given given the opportunity if it's going to take any uh, um, take anything to uh, to do anything to kind of stop Ferrari, especially given. What we're what we're hearing about the gains that they've made in the engine, it's certainly looking like it's going to be a decent season for them. But as for the car itself, I I do quite like it. I, I always liked the uh, the the addition of the black in the Ferrari, and obviously we saw that come back last year. So for purely aesthetic reasons, I I do like that on the Ferrari. It's not too much black. It's not just turning it into a into a Mercedes or anything like that. So, but it is um we just need to be careful because Ferraris need to be need to be like predominantly red, and we don't want to we don't want to have this turning into a, a two-tone two-tone car because uh, but i do think that ferrari have picked up the mantle of last year with with what i still believe was the best looking car on the grid last year and they've picked it up and i although i don't think it's quite as striking as last year's car as a car in general i do quite like it it's good to see they've stuck with their philosophy and, and not panics given uh, the problems that they had and going with the whole kind of <laughs> bathtub slash baby bell system on the side pods I, I i really do like that as, as a look i think that's how a formula one car should look i don't think we you know um, much as i respect what other teams have have done with the side pod design and sculpturing and everything i think this is how a formula one car should look you should have these big side pods on the side and and make them um so they've got undercuts and and uh, and all, all, all little tricks like that whatever you can do to to gain the speed but it, it it's it's a formula one car it's red it's beautiful it's a ferrari so overall I'm, uh, I'm i'm happy with it yeah i will also add that on the um part of like the pro risk of protesting and stuff according to autosport um, as part of revised technical regulations 2023 that were published in december the fia removed the key sentence that laid down the requirement for um, like those winglet things to um, actually be for mechanical, like structural and measurement reasons. Um, so as long as they provide a structural connection between consecutive front wing profiles and comply with strict measurement requirements, they are now fully legal, um, basically no matter how much of an aerodynamic boost they deliver. So um, we might start seeing a few more um, mechanical-based um front wing like complications um but george i'm gonna look at mclaren now you were particularly excited for the mclaren launch on the previous show now that we have had the mcl 60 revealed celebrating 60 years since the team was founded by bruce mclaren was all the hype true uh i'm afraid it's a no from me um it's a quote with x factor george uh yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still one of the better looking cars on the grid. Absolutely, uh, I love, I love the, uh, I love the papaya color on there, the orange. I love the light blue, there's, but there's just not enough of it. I mean, like, like a few teams, like Tom has uh, alluded to, a lot of teams have splashed some black on this year um, to the to the paint schemes. I mean, I think for Ferrari it worked. You know, I'm not a Ferrari fan, as everybody who listens to this show knows, but. I like the look of that car. I think it looks great. I really do. And I love the way they revealed the car too, of course. Um, but some teams, it doesn't look that great, like Alfa Romeo. And unfortunately, like McLaren as well, I just think it's just going to look a bit dull compared to last year. I mean, um, I was lucky enough to see all the F1 cars last year at Silverstone in action. And the McLaren, oh my God, the McLaren was beautiful. Like it, it looks great on telly, don't get me wrong, but seeing it in person, seeing that orange, it just... You can see why it's used as a colour for um, uh, for like track marshals and stuff like that because it just stands out. 
you know, it really does. And yeah, so from this, from that point of view with the livery for this year, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I did, I did really like uh, the the colours. They had Google Chrome on on the wheels before, but they've slapped some of it on like the um, on the aerodynamic devices by by the front wheels, and they've put it on the on the, the back of the engine cover as well. And it's behind, the, and it's on either side of the driver now. It's just, yeah, it just it it doesn't look as good as what it used to. It's it's probably in the top half of the grid in terms of appearance for me, but compared to last year, it's definitely moved back. Yeah, and because we have two very prominent McLaren fans, I'm actually just going to come over to Tom to see if he's got anything else to add about the McLaren, just, you know, if there's a polarity there or anything along those lines. Well, yeah, I think uh, top half livery is, is pretty spot on, and that's pretty much where I expect McLaren are going to be performance-wise as well this season. So um, it's kind of just eking into that top, into that top half, which is a bit disappointing given what we were what we were hoping for for McLaren. But uh, yeah, I, I'm on, on the same page as George. Really, I do really love that um, the, the the light blue kind of um, almost nod to the Golf livery. Obviously, they're no longer partnered with Golf, but they've stuck with the colours. It's very much a branding exercise for McLaren now, and if you look at all their cars through all the series they're in now the same with Formula E Extremely and IndyCar they're, they're all very similar branding wise IndyCar slightly different given that they have three cars in there so the colours are slightly different but the uh, the papaya um, the blue and black are all very very common so I mean similar similar vein to George it's nice to see that they're getting a stronger partnership with Google being such a such a massive uh, a massive brand and that's going to be good um, good financially for, for McLaren but uh, but I like I agree probably last year's delivery was probably a solid nine out of ten for me this is more of like a seven and a half so yeah fair enough um we'll stay with you tom because um we'll let you talk about a different car um one of your favorite teams to talk about on grid talk um the aston martin um not much seems to have changed livery wise they look it does look almost exactly like last year's livery um however the amr 23 apparently has a heavily revised front wing new side pods and a new engine cover with a bigger inlet on the roll hoop but will it help them and veteran f1 driver fernando alonso move up the grid i think uh i think the car will move up the grid this year definitely yeah as for delivery you're not going to get a lot of comment out of me on the livery itself because yeah it's it's face it's copy paste from last year the trouble is with aston martin they they do these these great livery reveals and they look fantastic don't get me wrong it looks stunning in the pictures but you just know when it goes on track it's just going to it's just going to look like something floating down a stream because that's what it looked like in in 2021 and and very much it's slightly better last year but it just I just feel like if they're trying to create this this incredible, amazing future Formula One team, but I I don't think they've they've quite got it yet. It's it's too simplistic. It needs something else just to really make it pop because it doesn't. You see it on track and it just kind of blends into the background. And it's great when you've got all these renders with um, with all fancy colours flashing around it to really make it stand out. But make it look good on on track. That's the important thing, really. It needs to look good on track. It needs to look good in person and on telly. Come back to me when you can do that because right now they can't do that. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm very whelmed. Would be the, uh, the the word I would use to describe Aston Martin. It also has to perform well on track, which was something that they were very inconsistent with in 2022. But um, this is just about the um, liveries and cars at the minute. But George, it's back in black for Mercedes in 2023, whose W14 looks to be sticking with their radical no side pod concept, which did present a number of challenges for the team in 2022. 
Um, a lot of exposed carbon fiber and the lack of actual paint will help with weight saving. And we'll talk more about this carbon fiber revolution uh, later on. But as far as the livery goes, what do you think? Could they have been a bit more experimental? Uh, I mean, perhaps, you know, I'm not a graphic designer kind of person, but you know what? I, I've got to say, I think the Mercedes is one of the best looking cars this year. It's very subtle in what it's done. I like the uh, I like the light blue kind of like um, like wave that's got that's got going down the car for Patronus. I mean, we I did say on the on the part one of this show um, uh, a week ago before the car was revealed. You know, I I would have liked to see them go back to black again. I would like to see. I think it looks much better than the silver, but I thought it would have been silver given that that's you know their traditional colours. And I, I'm very glad to see that they've they've gone back to the black paint scheme. I think it looks great. I really do. Um, it's, you know, it's subtle, but at the same time, you've got little elements to it. Like you have a little red ring around the um, around the air intake. You've got the day glow kind of uh, yellow for some of the numbers for, like, for Sir Lewis Hamilton. I know he's, uh, his number 44 will be uh, kind of a yellow colour. So just little things like that, it'll, it'll stand out. I, I think it'll, I think it, I think from an aerodynamic point of view as well, it looks very tidy. Um, like you said, I mean, the side pods, they've stuck with their very skinny side pods, which... I think really hurt them in the early parts of the season last year, but they definitely got on top of it as the season went on. And uh, I'm sticking with what I said. I think Mercedes would be the most, most likely team to challenge Red Bull this year for the championship, potentially put Ferrari in there as well, if they can get their act together in terms of the strategy, et cetera, et cetera. Like we've said a million times on this show, but it is a very big thing they need to address. Uh, and, you know, Vassal could do that for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it looks good. And, and like you said, it's, you know, it'll help with the weight saving as well. A couple of grams of paint saved off each side, with a couple more on the front wing. Um, I think it looks good. I, I'm glad I'm glad they've done it because I think, I think the silver traditionally, I know it's very important for Mercedes. There's a nice story behind it and everything, but... I, I honestly just think it looks a bit plain. Um, it looks a bit plain. At least McLaren, when they used to be silver, you know, they had like the Vodafone sponsorship and stuff like that to kind of make it pop a bit more. But Mercedes, when it's silver, usually it's a bit boring. Um, but this, I think it could be a beast. I think it could be a real monster this season. Yeah, another thing as well to touch on as well, the reason as to why the Mercedes went silver in the first place, because the white paint was too heavy. Now they've gone black because the silver paint is too heavy. Um, so there is at least that going for it. But um, last but not least, actually, Tom, we got two liveries for Alpine. Um, a BWT special livery that will uh, be run at selected races throughout the year. And the official livery for their A523 car, which resembles that of the last two seasons, but with just a bit more exposed carbon fibre. So today, the topic of today, um, should we really have expected anything else? And what do you make of the AM the, the A523? So Alpine's car launches started very much how I expect their season to go. Um, two different directions, no one really knowing what's going on, and at the end, not really showing anything. So... It, they they just seem to have like an identity crisis at the moment and the car's fine you know when 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 last year's car came out i said that the uh, they've gone from having the best looking car on the grid to having the worst looking car on the grid i don't know if i've just kind of got used to it over time but it's slightly less offensive to me this year um i think maybe because there's more black on it it's kind of drowning out the the blue and pink kind of clash that's that's just so on that car it yeah it looks fine but the trouble is as well with this with this whole kind of special all pink livery as well for bwt and it but neither of the cars shown are actually going to be the car they're both show cars so 
they, they've they've managed to one up Red Bull in one sense, in that they've done a launch and not shown a car, and uh, but they but they've actually shown two cars that aren't cars. So yeah, it, it just it's just frustrating. But the car itself, fine. You know, it's a slight, slightly less offensive livery wise to what we saw last year. Um, a few interesting changes on it, but we're probably they're, they're probably all virtually um, going to be gone by the time we get to Bahrain anyway. With uh, with uh, with a B spec car and so. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's still slightly clashy. It's still probably going to be a, a a midfield fumbler that's that's should be higher up than it is, and and probably got the. It's probably going to start the season with as the fourth best car again, and probably finish fifth in the championship. Fingers crossed. Only if McLaren are fourth. But uh, yeah, it's so uh, it's yeah. I, I don't really know what I can say about I can say about Alpine to be honest, but uh, the, the driver lineup is about as impressive as as their uh, admin department and contract advisors. So uh, let's let's see what they can do. Let's hope they do well. Some absolutely savage comments from Tom Horrocks there, um, but you know that's all of the liveries discussed. Let's let's have a bit more of a conversation now regarding this whole car- exposed carbon fiber weight saving era. Um, I'll start with you, George. Um, do you feel like this is something the FIA maybe need to address in a sort of like technical regulation style, almost as though, you know, we got the rule about having aesthetically pleasing front wings and noses um, to, you know, combat like the weird sort of like tusk front wings and the uh, front wings that resemble certain body parts? Um, you know, do you think it's something the FIA need to step in with, for, you know, just having like, you know, maybe vinyl or something along those lines? Or do you think this is just what we're going to have to get used to seeing a lot more black um, on the cars? Well, yeah, I mean, to, that's a very good point you raise about the 2014 cars, the anteater noses, or there's another term, but people use for them. I'll let you look that up if you want to, if you're over 18. But yes, um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a tough one because at the end of the day, it's a design choice. It's not, it, it will affect some weight saving. I... I don't pretend to know how much paint goes onto a Formula One car, but I'm willing to bet it's, I don't know, like half a kilogram for the whole car. I, I really don't know. They've probably got some very clever way of spraying it so that it's, um, you know, that it's still bold, but it's very little actual mass on the car. So how much they're actually saving from doing this, I don't know. Um, you'd like to think it's quite a bit, but it might be a bit like what track limits used to be, you know, um, people saying that the driver's saying, oh no, it's quicker to stay on the track, but then they'd run off the track all the time. It's like, why are you doing it then, mate? There's got to be a reason behind this. Um, so, I mean, but yeah, from a, from a, from a viewer's kind of standpoint, there's a lot of cars that are going to look very similar. I mean, I'm just going to scroll through. I'm just going to scroll through some of them now quickly. I mean, okay, the Alpine will stand out, especially early on when it's all pink, which Tom has, you know, Tom slated them just then for their look. And I'll join him on that one as well. I think, I think both the liveries don't look particularly great. Um, but in terms of cars that actually look quite similar, I mean, the Ferrari will probably look fairly similar to maybe the Alfa Romeo. You've got the McLaren with quite a bit of black on it. Uh, the Alfa Tauri is not going to stand out much. Um, and hell, and of course the Haas as well. The Haas is majority black this year too. So, telling the cars apart while they're going around the track might be difficult for some of them. Um, we won't know until we see them in testing or maybe even the first race. Um, but it's maybe something that the FIA could look at doing. Um, but they've all got the option open to me at the end of the day. They can all do it. Um, 
So I doubt we're going to see many protests about that, to be honest, and I doubt we're going to see much change. But it's something to definitely, you know, keep in mind. I mean, it's not like the whole thing is carbon fibre, like the going out there, like it's a test livery for Pirelli or something like that. It's not on that level, but who knows, a few years down the line, we could see that maybe. And that's that's yeah. exactly my, my point, is that, yeah, we, we could see that, and it is the same for everyone, but if... if every gram of paint you've got on that car you're it's low hanging fruit you're giving performance away and i think with stuff like this you need to take it out of the team's hands and when you've got situations like this then the teams are going to take as much as possible you're never going to get these with because like the brand image of formula 1 to make formula 1 um, like stand out and, and be as good as it can be. We need to have stunning liveries. We need to have great cars. You know, we had all these um, a few years ago. People were complaining all the cars look the same, and 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 I think we're going to get into the same situation again. I think people have, have realised now that they need to make their cars stand out and and for for the brand image and to help the growth of Formula One, and it's going to help their bottom line. But the reason they're doing this is because they can take it away from mm. them. Because let's be honest, we're 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 saying that. We're saying that these cars are. Um, um, so I completely lost my train of thought. Now we're saying that they're. Um, they say they're giving away. They're giving away performance by doing it, and everyone can do it. So they're just going to keep doing it, and we are going to end up in a situation where some car is going to come out with a completely black livery and a logo, and the minimum logos they can because that's you know they're, they're, they're sponsors and that's what they have to do if we make a if the FIA make a, a ruling where you say say every every aerodynamic surface has to be 95% covered with paint or you know certain types of materials or whatever they do whether you know whether whether it be like you say a lacquer or or, or something I think it has to be cut they can't be there can be x amount of bare carbon fiber now you're going to have some surfaces that have to be carbon fiber for like if you've got like certain inlet points for bits of bodywork and you can't have paint up against them that kind of thing so i think if you had every top surface or every aerodynamic surface of the car has to have a certain percentage of of covering i think that would be the, the way to go and yeah you know, the teams can decide it amongst them because at the end of the day the teams want their cars to look as great as possible but if you give them the chance to take some weight away, they're going to take it. So I'm pretty sure all the teams would get behind it. If you said every car has to be completely covered in paint, then they would go with that, but they would find a way to take that to the maximum. At the moment, they can take 90% of paint off the car and run it legally. If you said to them they can't do that, they would have no problem. Everyone would do it. Everyone would be in the same boat. And Formula One as a whole would look better. So I don't see why we can't do that. I'm quite passionate about it. You can probably tell. Yeah, definitely some passion there. Um, according to Alfa Romeo, to um, actually quote the statistics I was saying in the chat there, um, according to Alfa Romeo, they can save about six kilograms by not painting the carbon fiber. And Red Bull apparently saved 600 grams by switching from gloss paint to matte paint. Mm. Um, so I imagine like following on from what you were just saying, Tom, um, you know, if a, if a team had to paint everything um, and, you know, it was a matter of needing to save uh, weight, They'd probably all just end up being Mac cars, um, for example, or, you know, um, definitely not gloss. I remember when McLaren switched from that sort of like chrome in 2015, um, halfway through the season to the black, just because of how much weight, like putting on like the shiny silver um, that they were doing um, was costing them. It was apparently something like 1.6 kilos or something like that, mm. which that's a lap and a half of fuel almost mm. um but yeah like definitely definitely think 
you know, there needs to be a conversation about it, particularly amongst, you know, um, the teams, if not just the FIA, but like you say, the teams are always going to go for weight saving if given the option. Um, but we'll see what happens across the season. As long as, you know, we don't start seeing what happened last season, where all the teams, apart from Alfa Romeo, started off underweight, uh, overweight, Alfa Romeo being the underweight team, and in order for them to catch up for weight saving, just take off the um, sponsors. You know, I think George pointed it out um, in uh, last week's show, the Gerasel, um logo for Williams. Um, I think that was supposed to be on last year's um, car originally, and it just disappeared because, um, you know, there was weight saving involved and stuff but that car definitely got a lot less blue towards the end of the season um and we want to see a lot less of that happening um and so do you know the so do other fans so do anyone actually watching we've seen a lot of teams sort of blend together usually it was teams with a lot of white on them blending together whereas now it's teams with a lot of black blending together um but yeah i think um something needs to be uh, done if it does become a lot more drastic but you know i think enough complaining let's let's say what is our favorite of these liveries then or at least what do we think the best is um i'll start with you george um what's the best livery revealed out of um well all of them now i guess now that we've got them to compare yeah we've got all 10 now yeah um for me, for me it's ferrari you know is it as one of my fellow Sheffield natives, Gino De Campo, would say, it's fantastico. I think it looks absolutely brilliant. I really do. The more I look at this car, the more I think this looks brilliant. I mean, if you see the side angle, um, the one they're using on the F1.com website, because they've got some carbon fiber. This is how carbon fiber should be exposed and used in delivery. Because of the way they've done it, they've put like the Italian flag, they put the driver number, and then there's the red kind of like in front of it. And that red makes it look almost like a V10 kind of era car, a lot smaller on the top. I, th- I think it looks brilliant. I think the livery looks, I've, yeah, I don't think it's even close um, with the rest of the teams. I mean, I gave Mercedes a little shout out. I think Aston Martin's not too bad either, to be honest. But yeah, it's, it's got to be Ferrari. Um, and, the way they, and the way they revealed it as well, by having like a bunch of fans at Fiorano, the test track as well, I think, I think that was great. I mean, you compare that to, um, you compare that to some um, of the other teams and it's like, this is how it should be done with the fans out on track. They can actually see, um, they can actually see the, like the actual car in, in action. Um, and yeah, so I, I think it's great. I don't think any of the other ones really come close to be honest with you. Terms of pure looks, and Ferrari will be hoping that it translates to uh, some good performances from this season. Yes, absolutely. The Ferrari does look good. Um, the like you say, the application of the carbon fiber is also a good way of using it and how it should be done. Uh, Tom, your favorite of the liveries, please. Uh, I'm really torn, actually. I I have to say I agree with George in Ferrari with regards to the launch. It's that it was the it was the best launch, but I I just can't quite. I think a car that doesn't look quite as good as last year can't have the best livery for me. So um, just and then well, just for a little bit of uh, a little bit of um, uh, divergence, I'll I'll go for something else as well. And do you know what? To completely like break the internet, I'm tempted to say Red Bull. Because it is, if you look at if you look at all the cars, it is an iconic livery. It's a brilliant livery. It's a great looking car, but it's just identical every year. But the livery itself is fantastic. But if you're looking at a car that looks that looks 
better than it did last year, I can't look beyond the Mercedes. It's just, it looks, I still think the 2021 livery is better, but um, given where they've come from, I think that, that the green really stands out. I think it's I think it's a beautiful car. I think the the green and the the Petronas green blue. That we have arguments about colours of plates in my house about whether they're green or whether they're blue. So I'm careful how I how I phrase this. But yeah, the the two different uh, two different colours that might be green and might be blue. Uh, very very striking. And again, the return to the black is is great. I just wish it was for for the reasons that we we want it to be rather than weight saving. But I'm going to go with the Mercedes. The Petronas grew or uh, the Petronas <laughs> um, bleen. Um, whichever one of them it is, um, I think I'm going to say that the livery that I would consider to be the best, I think you've made a very good point there, Tom, regarding Red Bull. Um, big fan of the Ferrari as well, but my favorite of the liveries with no personal bias whatsoever, um, is the Mercedes. Um, just the black car I've always had an affinity for. Um, I like the fact, I like the integration of the uh lean grew, grew whatever we want to call it um i think it's done a lot better than it was on the 2021 car um where they obviously had like random like sort of splodges of the um whatever color it is um you know th- i think it's done a lot more um succinctly and tidily and i really hope it's a fast car um you know because we need to see a challenge for the title this season. Yeah, just to correct myself, though, I did mean the 2020 livery, not the 2021 livery. So thank you for correcting me there. The 2021 livery <laughs> was, a, was a bit clumsy. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, no red Ineos air intake box, like the entire thing. I thought that was a mistake last season. Um, but on that note, um, I'm going to call that a show. George, you're obviously very well known to our Great Talk audience, but if people want to find more from you online... Where can they go? Uh, they can head to footballchronicle.com. That's football spent the, spelt the Spanish way uh, with a U and a, and a single um, and, and a ball at the end rather than a ball. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do I do a weekly uh, weekly opinion piece on the happenings in football. Uh, I've just done, I've just put live an article about the Czech footballer who I'm prob- probably going to butcher the pronunciation of the name. I think it was uh, Jako Jantko. Uh, he's just come out as, uh, as gay and the, probably the most high profile uh, homosexual footballer in the men's game ever, arguably. And I think that's a really good thing for football. But unfortunately, as I show in the article, there are, um, there are some absolutely despicable people online, as we know, social media does bring out the best and the worst in the world. And unfortunately it's brought out the worst in some people there. So I do a bit of an opinion piece on, on, on my kind of take on obviously how it's a good thing that he's done this, but it's a, it's a bad thing that it's still, people still being abused for the sexual orientation online i think it's disgusting but but yeah if, if you want to check out my opinion pieces on on that and some lighter subjects like who was the best teams in the transfer window you can head over to footballchronicle.com yeah definitely go and give it a read tom um again grid talk but also where can people find you and the monkey seat podcast well, when we eventually do a podcast, it will be uh, monkeyseatpod.com. Uh, we are back. We did take a little bit of a break towards the end of the season, uh, but we are go- we are going to be back this season and uh, and and doing uh, doing regular shows after races as well. So that's myself and and Carl. We basically you could you could call it. Uh, uh, 
grid talk, but without the uh, without well, sorry with the swearing rather. So we uh, we don't uh, <laughs> we don't worry too much about uh, we, we don't obviously offend people for the sake of offending people, but we don't worry about you know, censoring ourselves and and our opinions and that. So if you want a much more politically uh, incorrect version of grid talk, then head to the Monkey Seat Podcast, soon to be uh, restarted. Monkey Seat Podcast, grid talk after dark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pretty much is grid Pretty talk much. with extra call. So. Yeah. But it's not had me on it yet, so it can't be. Although um, we, we are going to be having guests on next year. We, we decided we're going to have people on most weeks. So uh, stay tuned for Ruby's debut on the monkey seat. Stay tuned. Um, and if you do want to hear any more from me, if you are that way inclined, um, the easiest way to do that is to check me out on the socials at Rubes on most platforms or at Rubes001 on Instagram. And if you want to hear more from Grid Talk, it is available on YouTube, where most race episodes are recorded live, as well as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal, and Pocket Casts. Just search Formula on Grid Talk for our huge back catalogue of shows, previews and reactions to qualifying, and the race results. Please consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get mics, lights, and better recording equipment. Also, make sure you subscribe to the first to know when each new episode is released every week. We'll be back next week with more F1 content. Thank you very much for listening, and goodbye. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20.